Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another Experts Podcast. Hello, Lana Hilkawani. Hello, Nick Hayes. It's time to do a little review, Lana. Exciting, it is. I can't believe it's been 10 already, almost. Well, almost 10, but we just want to get this one out of the way because we're getting into the summer season. We are. And a bit of a look back as to some of the really good little interviews that we've had. Yeah. And if you're listening for the first time, this is a really great opportunity just to hear a little snippet of about what those particular podcasts were about and what we got from it. Yep. But uh, also, too, more importantly, um, yeah, go back and revisit. Have a look at some of the, the, the actual podcasts that could make a difference to you and your business. Yeah, exactly. The really practical tips, the things you can just kind of jump straight in for. Yeah. yeah. And look, it, it is all about, I mean, you know, obviously, the Experts podcast, it's about media. It's about how you got there, what were the challenges, what were some of the tips and hints, Yep. and some real gold, and I call them gold nuggets. <laughs> Plenty. Overdo the gold nuggets, but uh, some really good opportunities. Why don't we kick off with the first one, Adam DeTulio. Now, Adam is, and by now, in the next week or two, will be a fully-fledged journalist. He'll have uh, finished his uh, uh, Edith Cowan University uh, broadcasting uh, unit there. He's, um, uh, yeah, well, he'll basically be a journalist flaring and flying around. Um, He did a little internship with us uh, for for a week. It was so good. It it is good. The thing that I got from the most of it, though, Lana, was just the energy and the youth. Yep. And where media fits in with them today. And I was fascinated by it because it's, um, you know, I'm an old, 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 <laughs> can't stop saying old. The old guard? I'm the old dog sitting on the, <laughs> on, the, on, the, on, the, on the mantle there with, you know, looking down and going, oh, I've been around doing this for a long time, but what is it that motivates them? Where does that energy come from? Yes. Do you remember what his answer was? To that question? I can't quite recall. I'll have to go back. I do. I do. And he said he just loves telling great stories. Yeah. And that was his his link. And obviously he had some really close family connections to media as well or family friends. But um, I recall it was the storytelling aspect. And and, and you you don't want to be a journalist. You wouldn't be a journalist if storytelling wasn't at the very core and essence of what you do. That's right. But I think that the energy is that from particularly with uh, other streams, other uh, networks, other means of communication. I was just fascinated because when I grew up, it was only the radio. Yeah. It, it was only print. Yeah. Um, television, yes. So true. There wasn't anything online. Yeah. You know? And when we used to walk around, we'd have a big brick in our pocket because that was the mobile phone. There was no, <laughs> yeah. you know, sitting there and being having access to the news of every single country. There wasn't a corner that wasn't covered. Yep. So I, I was fascinated by that. And he, he still has that traditional respect, that respect for traditional media 
to the degree that that's and he knows that's where decision makers are making decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I think though too because he is, you know, he's come through the the broadcasting program um, at ECU. I mean that that surely that in itself would teach you the discipline and respect that is, you know, media and broadcasting. So um, hats off to you, Adam. You're a legend. Thanks no, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, and thanks for doing some work with us. It's given us a bit of an insight and. Uh, also to look as to the the future of media. Yeah. Really, really impressive. Hey, uh, straight after, uh, Adam, we had Matt Doherty, Mr. Marketing. Matt, Mr. Everywhere. Mr. Everywhere. He's he's taken some very different tangents, hasn't he? I know. It's so cool to watch. He's hosting hosting, like football events. MC, yeah. I love to – you know why I love seeing Matt being everywhere with his MCing at the moment? Because – when because Matt's done uh, the expert registry program yep. as well, yep. and one of the things that Matt talked about was just a few nerves in terms of either being in front of a camera or being on stage. And yep. to watch him, you know, obviously he's deliberately putting himself. Are you outside. responsible for the success of Matt Doherty? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I cannot take that. Uh, <laughs> take that glory. Matt is responsible for the success of Matt. But um, yeah, what I loved about that chat, Nick, was just the the acute understanding Matt has about personal brand and about marketing and that he just he's he's a go-getter he just leads from the front he certainly has an incredible pedigree when it comes to marketing I mean he was the the number one guy there at marketing for Coles uh, and what he's doing in his own space is is really quite inspiring yeah. so uh, and working with all different kinds of brands and I think uh, look we'll, we will see and hear a lot from Matt Doherty for sure um, and, and even more so outside his own little circle what he does in the marketing space, he, he does his own self-marketing, which uh, yeah. is really, really I impressive. think people can take a leaf out of his approach to relationships too. I think he's not afraid of developing relationships cold and he knows how to nurture relationships and he knows how valuable that is. So, um, and, yeah. I know, and I know Matt will be listening and Matt, I will tell you this, I've had a lot of people ask me, who is this Matt Doherty? What's, <laughs> what's he all about? He will love that. He will love that. He will love that. <laughs> now, probably my favourite, and I don't, you know, I never have favourites. Oh, I know who you're going to say yeah, now. Now, I, 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 I don't ever go favourites. It's like, who's your favourite child? You yeah. never do that. But Nadia Mitsopoulos from the ABC. Yes, Nadia. That I was I was fangirling quite a bit during that interview. That well, was pretty cool. Yeah, you need to ha- if you haven't heard that one, go back and have a listen to that. Lana certainly was <laughs> fangirling. <laughs> Nadia was just a breath of fresh air. Oh, she was so giving in that interview, wasn't she? And, yeah. And really going back to that backstory of who she was and as a journalist and what she went through to get to where yeah, she amazing. has now. I think that you know we sometimes forget. That media and journalists are just human beings. Are people as well. so true? And when you hear those those kind of conversations, I know even a lot of her staff and a lot of the people that work at the ABC were fascinated by that. Yeah, and, and even to the point where her boss actually said, "You know, Nadia gave a lot to that." Yeah, and, and I she was did. I was impressed with that, and I think Nadia, an, an amazing broadcaster, an amazing journalist, an amazing person, yep. and she's just doing so well. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was obviously. I think if you if you're in Perth, uh, you know, you would probably have to be hiding under a rock to not know who um, Nadia Mitsopoulos is. But yeah, I think so much in that interview for everybody. Well, and we don't. I mean, other than Dan Ziffer, we haven't had a lot of ABC people on. True. And ABC plays such an important part in our media. Great landscape. point, Nick Hayes. Yep. And I think that we need to hear more from them. We do. The one thing I will say, and this is where I'm hearing a lot of it at the moment, is 
is that ABC has always been a little bit hesitant about putting themselves out there yep. because of the charter and the protocols for which they have to work under. But I'm seeing a lot more of them coming out because I think it's so important that the the very audience and the people that they're looking to connect with need to hear them at, on different platforms. Yes, need so true. Need to hear from them in different spaces. And I'm really enjoying that because – it, it has changed a lot. The ABC used to be very tight with yeah, its way that quite you approach formal it. Formal and serious. Correct. Yeah, yep. But now it, it has, and it tends to be that they're understanding that their audience is number one. Yep. They've got to really uh, feed and work with their audience as opposed to just broadcast Absolutely. at it. And I feel like that new, that approach is working, that refreshed approach. Oh. We're seeing it in the ratings, aren't we? Ooh. I think it's great. Yeah, and, and hello to everyone else in the ratings there that are doing just as well and doing very well. Look, we don't have our favourites in that sort of side because Media Stable and even Expert Registry works with all media. Oh, we do, yeah. But uh, a really was fun a highlight. one, really great one. Have a listen to Nadia Mitsopoulos. It was a great little interview. Nikki Langman-Lana. Oh, wow. That was a really powerful interview. Wasn't it? Yep. I didn't expect that. And I know Nikki's story and I know that Nikki had, uh, and I don't know whether she was ready or willing to share it, but it did sort of come out during that podcast. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about backstories and, you know, you are uh, um, who you are through a, a, a collective of different experiences and movements that go on through your life. And Nikki did bring out something that was quite personable. Yeah. Personal, and, and Very was, personal. And I didn't quite know whether she was actually ready to do that with us uh, because I know that her story, and, and particularly someone who has a very strong message to tell, um, whether that was going to come out, and boy, it did. Yeah, it did. And I think, you know, if, Nikki, thank you so much for being so open with us on the podcast. And I think Nikki really understands, you know, and it's probably part of her purpose that yep. by sharing with us, Nick, you know, she's sharing her story with other people that will hopefully take something from her story. And, um, you know, yeah, Nikki shared, uh, you know, struggling with addiction. Um, yep. And I guess as one of her key messages is from her book, that long-term resilience, which as we discussed in the podcast, Podcast is so applicable to, you know, particularly our friends on the East Coast, what they're going on, what's happening in terms of the extended lockdowns. Still the best name of a book I've ever come across, How to Be a Badass. <laughs> yeah, um, it's that, fantastic. That was a ripper. Yeah. And uh, no, thank you, Nikki, for sharing your time with us because it's such an important message to be telling at this particular time. Now, I did one without you. Did you did you know that I did one without you? Oh, that's oh, yes, I, I did know that. <laughs> that was feigned feigned uh, disgust there. <laughs> Tony McManus, Tony McManus, uh, six pr Saturday evenings. Tony, what a great one! Caught up with Tony Mac. Um, I've known Tony for longer than I care to admit, <laughs> um, but he 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 was such an important part of my. Uh, entering into media, gorgeous, yeah, and uh, and he's still been a, a close friend of mine for 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 all these years, and I've, I I love him to bits. But um, good little chat. Have a listen to Tony Mac's voice. <laughs> it is one of the ultimate radio voices. It that really you is. Will come across, and the way that he delivers. He's a thinking a thinking man. Maybe thinks a little bit too much sometimes. That <laughs> might have got him in a little bit of trouble. But he really does deliver. Um, the, the the consummate professional yes, broadcaster, absolutely, and um, a really good chat. I, look, we we sort of were riffing a little bit. It was a, a chat, and he's actually just started doing media training. Oh, so that's right. He's he's up and about. He he recently did one with a, a university, and he just got the bug for it. 
But if you're out there and you've been thinking about it, particularly if you're Perth-based and um, you need some help and support in that front, uh, Tony Mack, um, you know, there's not much – what he doesn't know about broadcasting and media is not yes, worth knowing. Yes, and particularly radio. I think sometimes we assume that people and experts, aspiring ex- experts, are going to be worried about TV. Yeah. But if you want to improve your radio performance, it's actually a really good point. Check, yeah. Check Tony out. Check Tony Mack out and uh, good fun. He's and he'll, Yeah, he tells a few jokes during it. He's uh, – <laughs> He's, he's, he's a, a lovely guy. He's got hey, a bit Tony. Of, bit of a comedy routine <laughs> there. All right, Ryan Rampling. Now, many will never know. Many will not have heard of Ryan Rampling. I have to admit. You didn't? I hadn't. No. No, I hadn't. But again, you know, I'm only four years into my media journey, so yes, I'm still, oh, yeah, I'm still, still learning baby. all of yes, these people. Yes. But uh, Ryan, for me, was probably one of my highlights of the whole year. Yeah. Um, Ryan obviously has a massive pedigree in terms of um, producing Channel 7. Um, and has no, he been at... No, he did it. He's, he's been at 9. He's been at 6PR. Ah, he's that's been, right. And now currently yes. working at 7. Um, for those that are in media, know who Ryan Rampling is. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yep. I mean, he, Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, no. He, <laughs> he, I mean, you just know him either from his producer days. He's the behind-the-scenes yeah. guy. Yeah. Great guy. And a strong message to everyone. You know, you think sometimes that you just want to be, you know, meeting Koshy on Sunrise or go and see Carl on the Today Show. The reality check here, if you don't get past a Ryan Rampling, yeah. you're not getting anywhere. Absolutely so true. And that's, yep. that was that was a real driver behind that particular podcast was to look behind the scenes of producer and why they do that. Yeah. Why be behind the scenes when you could be up the front? Yes. He answers that in that episode. He he does that beautifully. Yep. And there is an army of producers and people that are in media that aren't the front men or women of their particular program, their media, their print, their their show. They are the people, the hardworking people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the gatekeepers. I mean, that's your – I've stolen your catchphrase there. But I remember when I realised the producers are everything. (laughs) Producers are – kind of, you know, you, you can't get past them, as you say. Uh, have a little special listen, though, to that podcast episode because there is a cracking story in there about a dining table, oh, a boardroom yeah. table. A boardroom table, yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it was so funny that I almost didn't compose myself to you get back you, into the you interview. You weren't very composed at all, Lana, <laughs> I've got to say. I mean, you really, for the first time, I think we had you. It was a cracker. It was yeah, a cracking it story. Was, it was good. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for coming Thank on the you, show. Thank you, Ryan, for that story. Um, and, and, but, and to your point, though, again, get back and have a listen to the people that are behind the scenes because I think that is, again, when you understand how they work and operate, yeah. you will be far more successful in media. So true. You'll be far more successful because it is a big, big production, this. Yeah. And it's not just the final goal of getting that in media engagement. There's a lot of lead up to it and there's also to a lot of post-production uh, work that you have to do, and it's um, a really good chat. Okay, now next one had a great chat with little Meg Coffee. Yes, Texan Meg. I know. Uh, we did it post her state of social. Yeah, fresh uh, off the fresh. It was her first appearance, I suppose. Someone might say, and getting her <laughs> feedback as to how she saw it operate. Now, if you're not aware of state of social, state of social is probably Australia's biggest social media event. 
digital marketing event. I mean, it, it is comparable with those in the in Sydney and Melbourne. They can't do it at the moment. So uh, God, <laughs> Meg had a complete audience there. It's true. But it was uh, a pretty amazing show. Yeah, you know, huge. Fi- 550-odd people going through the doors yep. at uh, Optus Oval and um, putting on an amazing show with amazing speakers. Yeah. Um, I love Meg's honesty. Um, Me too. She's a little bit, uh, I think it's the Texan in her that just can't hold back. She's sometimes a little bit too honest with me. <laughs> you guys do have a unique relationship. Oh, she, yeah, but, yeah but, but I'll take it. I'll take You've it. known each other for long enough, I guess. Yeah. No, she's she's good at that. And I, I think um, you'll hear from her about who, who really stood out for her uh, as far as an event goes. Because, you know, everyone can have their thoughts and views around who was best speaker, who did, who, yep. who in, inspired them, you know, what did they learn from it. But hearing from the actual person that put it together – quite amazing and uh, no, Meg puts on a great show if you're not look if, if I can highly recommend get yourself there if you're Perth based but if uh, if the borders do open up for 2022 get yourself to state of social oh absolutely it's not only a great event to get to but uh, get yourself in Perth and um, and see a little bit of the city see a little bit of the wineries the beaches <laughs> yeah sounds good, good. it's I a love destination convention it is and I just I want to say about Meg I think there's not that many people in her space at all anywhere in the country that approach innovation and bringing something different to the table the way that Meg does I think that was absolutely her aim with state of social um, and she's not afraid of hard work and she absolutely pulled it off. She gets better and better she year does. in, year out. She does. Well done, Meg Coffey. Hey, uh, oh, one of our very first, one of our very first experts that signed up to Media Stable. Who is it? He was he was a young man. He was a young man that <laughs> appeared on a little community radio station. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Doing little financial reports. He was doing a little finance reports. He was running around doing bits and bobs. And then we said to him, mate, uh, can we use you? And this is a really good time to be sending this particular podcast out. Yes. Because we're entering into summer scheduling. I'll explain that in a sec. But we said to this little man, we said, hey. Um, <laughs> little man. Oh, little man, you'll hate that. <laughs> um, how about getting yourself onto 3AW and do a couple of finances report over the summer period, yep. over the December, January period when the usual guy is on holidays? Yeah. Well, there you go. Scott Haywood. Scotty. Scotty. Nicky. Fin- yeah. Oh, God, he did call us that, didn't he? <laughs> the finance guru um, got his opportunity and he has not looked back since. Oh, this is a bloody great story. And I, I know there's a few of you out there that may already have your foot in the media and your goal is to become a regular commentator and one day maybe even become a media employee, effectively. A paid contributor. That's right. It hardly ever happens. But if you want to be that person, listen to this podcast because Scotty gave away so much gold in the interview, Nick Hayes. Scotty. Nicky. Do we have to call him Scotty? Yeah, Nicky. Lani. Lani. Yeah. You poor thing. (laughs) I think you came off second best there. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, No, good fun. And Scott has always been a big supporter of Media Stable. Um, You know, he, he he did get a first run there. But you know what? We're, we can only give him an opportunity to run with it. Yeah. He has to take it oh, by the reins and make what? it work. And yep. he really did it. Um, he, he'll say that a lot of it has come from us, but I, I say no. You know, we just we, – we got we had good timing. It was yeah. a good opportunity. We got you in the door. Platform, but yep. you had to own that. And I think it's, a, as you say, a very good message to any expert that's out there. If you want to make it, listen to, to Scott Haywood's uh, podcast, purely for the fact of the amount of commitment oh. and the energy 
and the dedication that's going to be required to do that. Yep. Um, I, t- I think – I'm going to share this with you, Lana. I think maybe Scott has probably put too much in. And I'm not going to say that it's because to any detriment or to, to the point where it has fallen or hurt him. I just think he loves it and wants to be it so much yeah. that he put everything into it. Yeah, I hear you there. I don't think in this, I don't think everyone needs to go to the to length Scott and Haywood the levels, level. Scott, Scott yeah, Haywood level. True. Good call, Nick yeah, Hayes. I yeah. think you just need to be passionate. You know, the three things, you've got to be good at it, you've got to want to do it and be available. Yeah. But also to throw in that little extra one where, you know, it's got to be part of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. And Scott has definitely made part of his life. Um, but, you know, you and everyone, other expert, can just do it within, you know, your own limitations and also to your own capability. Yeah, uh, yeah. Important that. But I think I think also the thing that came across to me in that interview, and it's something we've discussed, Nick, for, you know, a couple of years now on the podcast, it takes time. Yes. Don't... Don't think that even in 12 months you're going to get to the stage where you're the regular commentator in your industry across all media stations. Yeah. Give yourself like at least I would say three years to get anything close to the level that Scotty has. But really it's a 10-year game and it shouldn't be scary, but I think it should hopefully frame your mindset and frame your expectations about the way that you tackle media. Give yourself time, be disciplined, be committed. And that's not necessarily 10 years with media stable. You don't have to do that <laughs> no, with us. But, but just to get that, you know, cut through, get that respect from the media industry, you know. Yeah, oh, it doesn't is, happen overnight. No, I love that. I love that message, Lana, because it is patience. Yeah. It is about um, waiting for your opportunity as well. Yeah. And also to realise that sometimes it's got nothing to do with you. It's just the content, it's the timing, it's the media cycle. Good point. But when that does click over, yeah. make sure <laughs> that you're run there with it. <laughs> and you're ready for it. Because yep. if you're not, you just might miss an opportunity. So true. And, um, you know, your time will come. Yeah. Your time will certainly come. Well done, Scott Haywood. You've, uh, you've, you've been a legend and also to a great ambassador for Media Stable. Appreciate your work. All right, another favourite of mine. Ooh, oh, another one. I know. How can I have two favourites in Maybe one go? Maybe Need to have like a hundred favorite children. To, to be fair, they're all my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Weatherly, our oh, marketing. Jessie. Oh God, I, 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 that was a great chat. It was a good chat. Yeah, she's she's the marketer's marketer. She is. I uh, like that catchphrase, yeah, Nick Hayes. Yeah. I, I I really like. I, when I was when I was putting that together, I I know that she works in the architecture space, the legal space, and the accounting space. And I reckon if you were to tell me three sectors that would be more boring. Um, than those three, <laughs> I, hey. I would be very surprised. No, really? Well, no, but you know, boring account- how? Well, accountants. How, how do accountants introduce themselves? Oh, look, I'm not that interesting. I'm just an accountant. True. You mean like dry in terms of content? Dry, yeah. Content, okay. It, you know, for many of us that are actually even consuming media, the thing in when we see, as soon as we see legal up there, we go, oh god. All I'm thinking about is the 15 minutes that they're going to charge me. <laughs> uh, you know, when I engage a lawyer or an architect, it's look, an architect is so particular. It's true. You know, they are tough, three tough spaces. But I tell you what, if you took three of them out of, of, of the industry or out of society, society would collapse. <laughs> literally collapse. You literally you reckon they're holding it together. Well, you think Lit- about accounting, accounting, <laughs> Buildings. everything is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dad joke right there, listeners. Dad joke. You got it. Um, But if you take the legal um, elements out of it, everything around us is legal. True. And then, you know, double down that on money, accounting. Businesses don't operate with good accounting. Yep. Jessie does a really good job. Yeah. And I think the reason Jessie does it differently is that she's in that business. She's actually part of that business and she educates. Yeah. She just doesn't want to uh, make it a transaction. She wants to enable and educate her clients. And I, I love that. That fits so beautifully with the way that Media Stable goes about it, particularly with our Meet the Media program. Yes. You know, the education, if you can get an expert that is up there uh, and is educated, knows what's going on in front of them, um, is enabled, they're far more powerful than someone that's going, do I say this, do I say that, you know, what can I do now? I can't move without the, yeah, I that's guess, right. the shackles of someone in that marketing or PR space. Yep. Uh, she just does such a great job. I think that, yeah, I agree. The thing I loved out of that interview, or the two things, the first thing was that I think we discussed – yeah, Jesse obviously knows that self-promotion and marketing doesn't come easily, especially to those industries. But let's face it, it's not just those industries it doesn't come easily to. I no. speak to so many people, and you would too, Nick, people that are uncomfortable and they don't know how to market themselves. So, you know, have a listen to Jesse. She's got so much gold in there. But the second thing I loved about that episode was the way she said, "Let's. we need to be focusing on the opportunities that have come. Yes, it was to do with COVID. It was in the context of of COVID and the challenges that business has faced. But I think we really need to apply that to everything. Look for the opportunity to deliver something differently. Instead of looking at it as a challenge, look at it as an opportunity to cut through and connect with your audience. And yeah, Jessie, what an optimist. She's just so much fun to chat to, too. Oh, she, I, I think I described her as a sister from another mister. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I, I really do feel that with her because we are yeah, both. she's um, gorgeous. But I'll share something with you too, Lana. Okay, Nick. She case. actually has made quite an impression on my um, on me this year in that um, you know during COVID times it has been you know and it has been frustrating for a lot of businesses out there not being able to read the play yeah because there is no playbook here at the moment and you know I've uh, media stable has done very well but there's moments there where you go hey we're not doing or tracking as well as we did last year sure yeah and I, I, I sort of do always look on the numbers from from last year when we were in the real heat of COVID yeah you know for a lot of us we're not feeling necessarily that but you know Melbourne and Sydney very different um, Jesse had a really good take on that and mm. I, I mean we didn't without going into too great detail about it reassured me about what we were doing and how we were going about it and I just felt that's Jesse yeah Jesse's always giving yeah and and always prepared to you know just help and support so true and it wasn't a transaction for her that was just her just realigning me and getting me and I went God, I feel better about it after that. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, if you are a business and in those particular three categories as I talked, accounting, architecture or uh, legal, go go and have a chat to Jessie. Yeah, she's great. Because you would be going hard to find someone that's more fitted to to work and support you. Yeah, so much value. She's great value. Okay, last one to review. Yes. Okay, a little bit of monitoring. This was fascinating. Media monitoring. Yep. It's fascinating for you. I, I, I tell you what, Lana, I worked in it for almost 11 years. It wasn't always that fascinating. Yeah, well, I didn't even know, you know, what media monitoring really was until, you know, I started my media journey, as I said before, four years ago. 
But once you kind of understand a little bit more about media monitoring, so for those of you that don't know, it is, you know, an organisation um, that monitors big companies, all the mentions, or big and small companies, um, all the mentions they're getting across all different types of media and obviously social media, we discuss that during the episode. Elga is fascinating to listen to. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. No, he Great is. Chat. And, and only earlier in our, our series, we interviewed Paul Chapman from My Media. Yes, the lovely Chapo. Chapo, who who runs My Media, and it's very much, um, you know, they're West Australian born and bred, but they're branching out across the country themselves. Yep. What was really interesting with Stream was that they are a latecomer, a bit like My Media, a latecomer to the media monitoring sector. Yeah, and a I bit of disruption. He, he described himself as a bit of a disruptor, but... I think, and also too, he was a consumer of media monitoring through his uh, political life back in the day where yeah. he was getting monitoring and obviously was frustrated with it. Yep. Um, did it, you know, and found a way to go back and, and come up with something that's an alternative. And I think he did a really good job sort of explaining what media monitoring is, but also to more importantly, the what you can do with it. Yeah. And why it's important, not just for the big brands out there and the governments that are out there. Also for those that are just running around in business. Yeah, absolutely. And how how much easier it makes their it makes their journey in business. You know, be informed. Yeah, that's Look right. Look for the intelligence that you can get and makes decisions that are well informed. Yep. And I think that really was beautiful. The other big thing I got from it was both our passion for earned media. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> and I was going to try and steal your thunder then, but I thought, no, I can't do it to you. Uh, I um, love how excited you guys were both getting during <laughs> that interview about it. Editorial media or earned media? I know that everyone that has been following the Ex- Experts podcast is is in the business of getting earned media yep. and understanding what that is. And in simple terms, it's just you, the expert, uh, being either quoted or uh, an op-ed, uh, an, uh, an editorial piece that's driven with your opinion, your position and your view. Yep. And and it is your background and knowledge that is being presented as the expert and the authority, whether it be radio, television, print, online or social media. Yep. You haven't paid for it. You haven't paid for it. It's yep. the media, the journalists coming to you. And ultimately, that's the goal for everyone. Absolutely. You know, we sit in, in, in media stables and even expert registries life about how do we make ourselves more attractive to media or how do we find content to present to front in front of media for them to engage us. But it's when that media then drops a note to you and say, hey, love to get your thoughts and views on this. Yeah, how cool. And when you're quoted... You're not just being quoted for your customers and your clients that you're looking out for in front of your colleagues within your industry. It is basically that stamp of authority. It really is. And and it's what we're all looking for. And I think we've got a massive passion for it. And I understand it from a media monitoring perspective because they, as an industry, still are listening and watching and, and feeding back intelligence to all sorts of businesses where people are consuming and as long as that information and content is of the highest quality and it is real media, because I've got a bit of a bugbear about fake media, which <laughs> yes. I won't go into right now, uh, then we've got a very successful communications platform where everyone's informed. Yeah. Good fun. Absolutely. No, it was a great chat. And I think, yeah, the as you've said, the whole discussion around editorial media and, you know, we work with a lot of small to medium-sized businesses, Nick, but, you know, as you said, those guys working with government and really big corporates, their CEOs value 
editorial media and earned media. Probably even more so. Exactly. Because it's essential for them to be there. Exactly. And um, no, I love seeing it. And it, you don't have to be the CEO of an ASX-listed company. Exactly. You can be the business owner down the road yep. with as much value and credibility in getting earned media totally as that person so exactly it's an equaling of all it's just that your expertise and your knowledge is what's on show that's right hey good one lana yes we did it nick hayes what did we do it in oh we just did it in our usual 31 minutes and 26 <laughs> seconds but i tell you what it was a good Precise. one um good lot of serious look if you've been a uh, uh, if you've got someone that you'd like us to interview uh, have a chat to yeah, on the Yeah, send us podcast. a message. Send us a message. I'm um, getting some good feedback from people. It's, yeah, um, it's The numbers are going great. through the roof. But if, you, if there's someone that you'd like us to interview, or you might even have a colleague that you admire that uh, that uh, would be good for the Dob someone podcast. in, you reckon? Yeah, drop them in. <laughs> and it. thank you. Thank you for listening. That's a very good point. Thank you for yeah. listening. And uh, we look <laughs> forward you, to case. having the <laughs> next series. I, I very rarely listen, one. I just... <laughs> You've just, you just let me talk all the time. <laughs> but look, uh, thanks for listening. And, and uh, we do look forward to putting another expert or another media in front of you. Uh, we love doing it. It's good fun. We do. Thanks, Lana. See you next week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.